This week, from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com, Amazon, bra- Amazon Prime Day breaks records again, Netflix loses subscribers, smartphone shipments decline, eBay beats Q2 estimates, plus a DNC gets a warning not to use FaceApp. Those are some of the tech news stories this week. And it's Friday, July, uh, Friday, July 19th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is episode 30. Yes, it is episode 30. Last week was 29, episode 29, I apologize, of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com. Be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast or Android, favorite podcast app or Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or in Stitcher, have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, be it on social media or email, those ways that you can find out. The links are shown and can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com this week and leading off first is the Democratic National Committee sent a security alert to the 2020 presidential campaigns Wednesday afternoon, warning them not to use the popular smartphone application FaceApp. That's where CNN has learned. The alert um, from Bob Lord, the DNC's DNC's chief security officer said, quote, this app allows users to perform different transformations on photos of people, such as aiding, aging the person in the picture. Unfortunately, this novelty is not without risk. FaceApp was developed by Russians. FaceApp, which was released in 2017, went viral this week with celebrities and other public personalities all over the world sharing photos of themselves edited through the app. The app's maker says it uses artificial intelligence technology to edit the photos. Responding to concern from some security experts, the makers told TechCrunch, quote, even though the core are in even though the core R&D team is located in Russia, the user data is not transferred to Russia. Lord told campaigns that the DNC had, quote, significant, significant concerns about the app, as do other security experts having access to your photos or even simply uploading a selfie. Uh, Lord also says, Quote, it's not clear at this point what the privacy risks are, but what is clear is that the benefits of avoiding the app outweigh the risks. He also recommends to, quote, campaign to campaign staff and people in the Democratic ecosystem should not use the app. He also says, if you, quote, if you or any of your staff have already used the app, we recommend that they delete the app immediately eBay delivered inline second quarter financial results Wednesday and noted it's exploring the value of its StubHub and classified businesses amid rumors of a potential sale. The San Jose, California headquartered corporation reported second quarter net income of $403 million or $0.46 cents per share. Non-GAAP earnings were $0.68 cents per share with, a, with revenue at $2.7 billion. Wall Street was looking for earnings of $0.62 cents per share on revenue of $2.68 billion. Uh, e- eBay CEO Devin Wenning says, quote, We remain focused on building our active buyer base, delivering outstanding customer experiences, and accelerating our growth initiatives in the second quarter. Managed payment continues to be 
managed payments continues to exceed expectations while first-party advertising is providing significant benefits to sellers and new features are making our marketplace easier to use. In its fifth year, Amazon Prime Day kept up its record kept up its record of breaking records. The 48-hour 48-hour excuse me, the 48-hour sale this week was the company said on Wednesday, quote, the largest shopping event in Amazon history and, quote, surpassed the previous Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. Amazon didn't disclose, didn't disclose specific total sale figures. Also Monday, also, Monday brought in new Prime members than any other previous day, and Tuesday brought in nearly as many, making them the two, visit, two biggest days ever for member signups. Prime members bought more than 175 million items during the Prime Day stretch. Some of the biggest sellers worldwide were Amazon's Echo Dot, Fire TV Stick with A-L-E-X-A voice remote, and Fire TV Stick 4K with A-L-E-X-A voice remote. For the first time in eight years, Netflix lost subscribers in the U.S., dropping a net 130,000 for the second quarter of 2019 and added nearly 2 million fewer international customers than expected, sending the stock tumbling. Paid subscribers grew by 2.7 million, including 2.83 million internationally, almost half of Netflix's previous previous guidance of 5.0 million net ads. 300,000 U.S. and 4.7 million for the international segment. Netflix had 151.6 million paid streaming subs as of the end of June. Netflix shares fell more than 12% in after-hours trading. The company said the Q2 subscriber results were the result of a weaker content state in a quarter, which drove fewer paid net ads than anticipated, and said price hikes also hurt subscription additions. Netflix last reported a drop in U.S. subscribers in Q3 2011 after a split apart its DVD by mail and streaming services. The Q2 results include the effects of Netflix's U.S. price increase where the standard two HD stream plan rose from $10.99 to $12.99 per month, a price hike that was completed during the quarter. The company also is rolling out price increases across Europe, including in the UK, Spain, France, Ireland, and Germany. The company said in a uh, the company said in a statement announcing the results. Quote, our missed forecast was across all regions, but slightly more so in regions with price increases. Netflix said it didn't believe competition was the factor for the subscriber miss. However, they did say rather, quote, rather we think Q2's content slate drove less growth in, in paid net ads than we anticipated. In the smartphone news this week, starting off with according to a report released Wednesday by Gartner, this year it is estimated that global shipments of mobile phones will decline by 68 million units, or 3.8%, compared to the preceding year. The research firm projects this as the worst decrease to date for smartphones. The report attributes the lower demand to consumers holding on to their holding on to their phones longer and to their and to their desire of dramatic changes in experience. Collectively, global device shipments, including PCs, tablets, and mobile phones, will decrease by an estimated 74 million in 2019. Meanwhile, other firms, such as eMarketer, have predicted smartphone use will slow down by 2020. Ranjit Ranjit Atwal, our research director at Gartner, said in a statement, quote, If mobile phones don't provide significant new utility, efficiency, or experiences, 
the users will upgrade them and will consequently increase the it will consequently increase the device's lifespans. Verizon continued the rollout of its 5G network with the addition of St. Paul, Minnesota, the company said in a press release Thursday. This is the carrier's fifth city with the higher speed service following Chicago, Denver, Minneapolis, and, Pro and Providence, Rhode Island. Not all areas of St. Paul will be able to access Verizon 5G networks. Parts of downtown, Lower Town, and West 7th neighborhood neighborhoods can access the faster service, according to Carrier. Thursday also saw release of Verizon's first 5G mobile hotspot, the MiFi M1000. The device uses both 5G and 4G, and 4G LTE networks, and it retails for this, are you ready, $650, wow, or $27.08 a month for 24 months. Over in the show notes, I will link up, that I'll have a link in the show notes um, from AT&T, excuse me, from AndroidCentral.com, and their best 20, their best AT&T phones in 2019. Um, they have the best overall, the Samsung Galaxy S10, the um, Samsung Galaxy Note 9, uh, for best wired audio, there's the LG G the LG G8 and Q. Um, there's several uh, lists here, and I'll have a link up in the show notes on the best AT&T phones from 2019. <clears throat> Excuse me. Continuing in the smartphone news, Comcast now lets you use your Android device with its Xfinity Mobile Wireless Carrier. Previously, if you wanted to use your own device, then it had to be a recent iPhone. Xfinity Mobile is Comcast MVNO that's available exclusively to the company's home internet customers and runs on the Verizon network. Now, for now, the range of Android phones that Comcast will accept is limited to unlock Samsung devices, including the Galaxy S9, S9 Plus, S8, S8 Plus, Note 9, and Note 8. That means no devices from other manufacturers like OnePlus or Google. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it also means that Samsung's latest flagship phones from the S10 series also aren't compatible. Uh, Comcast did say that it does that does hope to add more Android um, handsets later in 2019. Now, keep in mind, if you have one of the Samsung phones I mentioned, then availability could be also restricted based on which network you bought it through. Uh, Xfinity Mobile um, runs off uh, Verizon network, as I mentioned, and meeting many many meaning many phones from T-Mobile and AT&T won't work. If your device isn't compatible, then Comcast says it could be eligible to be traded in for a gift card. It is also offering a $100 gift card to anyone who signs up for an Android phone and ports their existing number before August 4th. Speaking of um, Samsung and their Samsung's Galaxy Note 10, um, I'll link up in the show notes. Um, this is also from AndroidCentral.com. They had the latest news on latest news, release date, specs, and rumors. Um, how many Note 10 models are uh, we expecting? Uh, they're expecting, excuse me, what the phones are going to look like. Um, also, what specs they have. Um, all the details. So you may want to check it out in the show notes and bookmark it and check back uh, on latest news on the Galaxy Note 10. In other news, uh, in Google News, excuse me, uh, this week, since 2010, Google has paid some people who reported security holes in the Chrome browser. Now, if you want to be a digital bounty hunter and make some serious cash, this might be up someone's alley. Now, Google has just upped the reward. Highlights include tripling the maximum baseline reward, 
reward, excuse me, from $5,000 to $15,000 and doubling the maximum reward for a quote from, this is from um, Chrome Security blog post, quote, high quality report from $15,000 to $30,000 if you include example software that exploits a problem. For Chrome OS, uh, Google's browser-based software foundation from Chromebooks, Google also increased its standing reward to $150,000 for revealing attacks that can compromise a Chromebook or Chromebox in its more restricted guest mode. Security bugs found in firmware and or let attackers bypass Chrome OS's lock screen also generate rewards, Google also said on uh, yesterday. Excuse me. On top of that, Google is increasing rewards for fuzz testing, approach for to bug hunting, bug hunting that throws random data at a product in an effort to locate problem inputs. The blog post also says the, quote, the additional bonus given to bugs found by found by fuzzers running under the Chrome fuzzer program is also doubling to $1,000. Google also announced that Youngstown, Ohio will be the first city in the, will be the first city in its Compass experiment a joint venture with newspaper publishing company McClatchy to revive local news. The Compass Experiment, part of the Google News Initiative, aims to develop sustainable business models for local news organizations. It plans to launch digital platforms in three mid-sized communities with the Youngstown site going live this fall. In addition to covering local news, Compass will test a variety of revenue models. The goal is to make the goal is to make each operation financially self-sustaining and to share lessons learned with other publications. And to close out the Google News from this week, YouTube has caught the attention of a high-level congressional office interested in its copyright protection practices, an inquiry that comes as the massive video site cracks down on stream ripping, a type of music piracy. Stream ripping swipes audio tracks off YouTube videos and splits them, spits them out as MP3 downloads. The Office of the House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Representative out of New York, Gerald Nadler, uh, reached out to Google late last week about YouTube's action on stream ripping because of its long-standing interest in quashing piracy, piracy. Excuse me, according to a person familiar with the matter, a second industry industry source said content protection organizations outside of the U.S. have been working to verify whether YouTube has been putting new measures in place to block stream ripping. YouTube declined to comment on whether it had been contacted by Nadler's office, but it had confirmed that it has elevated its blocking of stream ripping stream ripping sites, which violates its terms of service. YouTube said in a statement, quote, as part of our ongoing efforts to enforce YouTube's terms of service, we're constantly making improvements, and one of the recent changes resulted in the blocking of some MP3 stream ripping sites. It's our desire to be good partners to co- to our content licensors as our interests are aligned on thwarting violative downloads and downloader sites. The U.S. recording industry trade group is cheering YouTube's last moves, stated, saying from Mitch Glazer, who is the head of the recording industry, recording industry Association of America, who said in a statement, Quote, while we do not know, while we do not yet know how effective these new measures are, we applaud YouTube for taking affirmative affirmative steps towards shutting down the fastest growing form of music piracy, illegal ship ripping, illegal stream ripping 
is a threat to creative artists, licensed music, ser- licensed music services, and fans, and shutting down all its source is one of the most effective tools to protect legitimate streaming services. It's vital that everyone in tech and music get. It's vital that everyone in tech and music work together to stop it. Orlando has canceled Amazon's facial recognition pilot following a series of technical problems and other issues, according to Orlando Weekly. Excuse me. Take a, have to take a sip of some refreshment. Let me start over. Um, Orlando has canceled Amazon's facial recognition pilot following a series of technical problems and other issues, according to the Orlando Weekly. The city started testing the facial recognition software, which, according to a study, shows gender and race bias and tends to misidentify dark-skinned women back in 2017. After the first trial period expired in in mid-2018, local officials showed hesitation in renewing the partnership before deciding to go through with a second pilot. Apparently, the second go was not successful um, because a memo was sent to the city council reportedly said the pilot didn't make, quote, noticeable progress and that Orlando doesn't have immediate plans to launch more facial recognition trials. Uh, Orlando's chief administrative office writes in a memo, quote, at this time, the city was not able to dedicate the resources to the pilot to enable enable us to make any noticeable progress toward toward completing the needed configuration and testing. The city has no immediate plans regarding future pilots to explore this type of facial technology. The pilot ultimately failed due to several factors, including bandwidth issues that prevented the staff from running the powerful software alongside more than one surveillance camera at the same time. Time. Also, video feeds had the tendency to disconnect when the staff could get them to work. Rosa Akatar Havari, and if I'm mispronouncing this person's name, I apologize. Um, she heads the uh, the pilot. Said, "Quote: They've never gotten to point. They've never gotten to the point to test images. Orlando's cameras didn't have a big enough video resolution for a software to be able to recognize the test subject as well. Apparently, offered." Apparently, Amazon offered supply cameras for the pilot, but Orlando declined. The cameras were also placed too high and 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 often only showed the top of people's heads. While city officials said they have no immediate plans to test facial recognition again, they also noted in the memo that they will continue exploring other advanced other advanced technologies. By doing so, they're hoping to, quote, for further support the city's, city's mission to become America's premier future-ready future city. With Orlando banning Amazon's facial recognition, facial recognition is being banned in another city. Oakland, California has become the third city to ban its municipal use of facial recognition technology. Late Tuesday night, the Oakland City Council approved the ordinance, which requires a second and final vote that's scheduled for September 17th. Oakland Oakland neighbor San Francisco in May became the first city to ban its police officers from using facial recognition technology, citing a breach of of citizen civil liberties. The Somerville City Council in Massachusetts filed suit last month. Oakland City Council President Rebecca Kaplan, who prepared a report on the proposed ban, cited limitations of cited limitations of the technology, the lack of standards around its implementation, and its potential use in the persecution of in the in potential use in the persecution of minorities, according to KPX 
KPIXTV. Matt Cagle, a technology and civil liberties union, civil liberties attorney, excuse me, for American Civil Liberties Union, North Carolina, said it would be said it should be elected. It should be elected representatives making decisions on the government's ability to collect and use facial recognition imaging. Um, he said in a statement on Wednesday, "quote Decisions about whether we want to hand the government to the, hand the government." Let me start over. Excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. Decisions about whether we want to hand the government the power to identify who attends protest, protest political rallies, church or AA meetings should not be made in a secret back room of a police station lobbied by corporate executives that market this technology. In the Tech Tips block this week over on MakeUseOf.com, there's a link up in the show notes on the um, the five best drones for kids. Um, there is the DG. DJ, DJI Tello, and I'm fumbling over my words. I apologize. Um, there is the GGI Tello EDU. There is the Altair AA108. There is the Ghoul, Ghoul RC T36 and the Holy Stone HS177. I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on that. Over on PCWorld.com, also in the show notes, the um, best phone mounts and holders for cars. Um, there's a long, 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 long list of um, these different types. I'm not going to go over all of them. I'll link up in the show notes. You can check it that out. Over on Lifehacker.com, how to get the best Wi-Fi connection at the airport. Um, there's some great tips on, on how to do that. You can check out the list of the airport. Airport, airports, uh, Wi-Fi names and passwords. Um, there's, you can try different apps to find uh, these networks. Um, also, um, use a, they all recommends to uh, recommends to um, use a um, VPN. And I'll have a link up in the show notes. So you can check that out. Also, in the um, tech tips block, I'm over on makeuser.com. There's five smart news apps to help you avoid fake news with more trustworthy reports. Um, there's, uh, these are for, this is for, um, Android and iOS. There's Lissel, L-I-S-T-E-L-I-S, L-I-S, excuse me, L-I-S-T-L-E. Uh, there's, um, Owl Factor. This is also, this is on the web. There's, um, Creditor. Um, that's also on the web. Um, there's also on the web, Medius News, um, on the web and an app on Android or iOS, Trim News. So I'll have a link up in the show notes so you can check that out. Also on makeuse.com, uh, the 10 best podcasts for kids to keep them entertained. Um, so if you want to get kids um, interested in um, some podcasts uh, for kids only, there's some uh, apps, or excuse me, there's podcasts you can check out. I imagine they're all for all um, podcast um, uh, app, uh, excuse me, podcatchers like Google Play, Android, etc., um, iOS, um, or excuse me, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, so you can check that out. Also, on uh, this is on lifehacker.com. Uh, they're recommending to delete um, these banned apps from your Android phone. Apparently, um, Google um, recently removed several apps from the Google Play Store, and after they, they discovered that violated the um, Play Store terms of service, and more importantly, it could be used as um, stalkerware. Now, if you don't know what um, stalkerware is, um, it gives a third-party access to another user device. 
location data and other sensitive information. These um, apps often stay their normal tracking tools. Um, and apparently these apps have been flagged um, under the uh, under the policy, excuse me, under the Google's policy, um, under um, surveillance and commercial spyware apps are explicitly prohibited, prohibited on Google Play. So the, if you have these apps um, on your phone, please delete them. Uh, this is um, there's employee employee work spy mobile tracking phone cell tracker SMS tracker spy kids tracker spy tracker and track employees check work phone online spy phrase. So if you have these any of these one two three these seven apps any of these seven apps um, from your on your Android phone, please 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 delete them. In the GNC WIR, what's trending for this week over on Google Trends, trending last week at number three with one million searches, Area 51 raid. On Twitter, trending this week at number 10, and rightly so, here in the East Coast, we are basking in the triple digits, hashtag heatwave. And finally, what's trending over on YouTube at number eight with 1.8 million views. And speaking of the Area 51 raid, there was a video titled, What Happens If 1 Million People Actually Stormed Area 51? And finally, this is in um, AI News um, over on Engadget.com. There is apparently, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, there's researchers at the University of California, Irvine, has created an artificial intelligence system they can solve a Rubik's Cube in the average of 1.2 seconds in about 20 moves. I can't do a solve Rubik's Cube. My life depends on it. It'll take me hours and hours and hours. So I have a great article um, from Engadget.com that you can check out the details on. And also a really cool um, video um, as well on how it, how, it's, how they solve it. It's pretty, pretty fascinating to check out. And lastly, um, if you have... Um, $1,500, you can have your very own um, robot bartender who promises cocktails with AI precision. Um, the uh, next week, Barsis is launching its robot, robotic cocktail mixer. Um, like the original um, from Barsis, the next iteration offers automated cocktails and customable customizable drink recipes, um, but now you're able to control the machine up to um, three devices at a time thanks to Bluetooth. Um, with the Barosis, um, excuse me, Barosis 2.0, um, we'll, be, we'll use AI to keep drinks consistent. Uh, it'll be available um, on July 22nd, which is this upcoming Monday. Yep, this coming Monday. Um, and it's for, again, it's um, $1,500. So if you don't want to go out for have drinks, um, if you have, again, if you have $1,500, um, you have your very own bar and a AI bartender to... Uh, serve those drinks. <laughs> and that is the tech news for this week for Friday, July, uh, July 19, excuse me, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode, show notes from this episode, um, the tech tips and all of the, uh, all of the talk, all was talked about in the show notes and it can be found at gncweekly.com. Also be sure to check out the latest news and tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. If you have a comment, thought, want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you all, be it social media or email. You can find all the ways of contacting Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, at gncweekly.com. 
forward slash connect. I will be back next week. Programming note, not next Friday. There is an event that I am attending. So I will have the episode for Saturday evening, uh, next Saturday, uh, for, with the another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, I will talk to you all soon.